Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete show. It's a Monday. We are Pete and we are Luke. We are very much the symptom of a high-skill economy. Pretty Patel's a dream, aren't we, Luke? Um, I don't even know what that means. How you doing? <laughs> We're What's just two on? skilled I, workers what? doing oh, right. podcasts. That's yeah, sort of. I mean, I was just writing down a couple of notes about the time codes like I normally do uh, to mm. make it easy for the edit. And I thought, I've got another 10 seconds here because Pete will do the intro. And then all of a sudden I heard my yeah. name, which I'm is chilling. For those who don't broadcast, that is chilling, particularly in a live environment where you just hear your name. You go, oh, well, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, so I don't understand the question, but um, I do I think of myself as a skilled worker? No. Uh, do no. other people do that? That's up to them, their own decisions. Mm, exactly. Different decisions for different Leave me people. out of it. <laughs> Leave me out of it. I'm trying to write fucking time codes down. Yeah. Lots of I stuff mean, what goes was the on. time code there? Just just start. Well, Starting now. We start, at, we start at eight seconds in, and there's like a format that I send right. over to uh, to the lovely Katie, who, which makes, in theory, makes it easy for her to edit. But I've since realized that she's so good, she doesn't actually need it. But it, about, like, like an elderly relative, it makes me feel useful. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think she could probably, if she's not listening to eight seconds of the product, I'd be worried. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the first eight seconds, I'd be worried that other things are slipping through the net. She'll fit right in. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Among our oh, listeners. To be honest, we, we've done like a lot of podcasts, so The Ramble and obviously Luke and Pete Shaw and others. Um, there have been surprisingly few career-ending F-ups, haven't they? I, I mean, I'm, I've always been very surprised, at, 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 but the, the ones that do slip through are always a little bit problematic. The, but the, the fear never goes away. That's the key bit. I think that's yeah. probably why um, we're... The I mean, the fear been... goes away is problematic, isn't it? There ever, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. There haven't been any career-ending ones because we're still here and still have yeah. a semblance of a career. But the fear never leaves you. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, God, what, what about that? And then generally speaking, it tends to be okay. I think it's probably because we don't say anything interesting enough for people to take exception to. Um, no, so we're, and, and 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 that's, we're not like uh, a right wing kind of uh, kind of uh, exciter of people, let's say, uh, or provocateur in that we actually because you won't the let things me. we say, so we're pride. <laughs> I won't let you become the character that you want to become. I will, all no, I want to no, do is sell survival kits on the website. Yeah, you won't let big me. old. <laughs> I did like the uh, when who was the Infowars guy who uh, flips out all the time. Alex, 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 good Alex. He was flipping out about one. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat my neighbour. I'm gonna eat my neighbour. You think I'm not gonna feed my, my neighbour to my kids? And <laughs> but he did make the caveat that he does have a lot of food in the house, and it's all those tins. It's all those big tins they sell on American television. Cable, he, go, he goes. Uh, um, he goes properly over the top. Like at one point, there's one bit where he says that um, if you go to. <laughs> If you go to Washington DC, because he knows most of his listeners haven't, haven't been to DC, go to, right. you go to DC, you can literally see some of the politicians crawling out of cracks in between rocks, and they're all grey <laughs> and their skin's all lizard-like. It's like, 
where's that come where's that come from he gets he cross <laughs> as a broadcaster you definitely occasionally cross over from saying something about something else and it and then it becomes it crosses over and becomes something about you and i feel like alex jones mm. did that about 15 years ago <laughs> and nothing's changed <laughs> Does it, I just can't like imagine him kind of like snapping out of his thing and then going home to his his kids and in a bigger in his big old mansion. Like I just can't imagine. Well, that's what it became obviously... complicated, wasn't it, Pete? Because there was a custody battle for I believe his children with his with his wife, and he divorced his wife, or his wife divorced him, and obviously a sad right. affair, particularly with his kids involved. But I believe his uh, attorneys were arguing because I think she was saying his wife was saying, "Look at this. This makes him unfit <laughs> to have mad. custody of children," yeah, and, his, yeah, yeah. and his attorneys were arguing that it's all just a performance right which, okay. which just, oh, which, yes. just un- which i guess undermines what he's doing so it's a bit of a rock it's and like a hard when, place for him and the rock is like full when, of lizards exactly and speaking of the rock i mean that very much reminds me of when the wwe have to had to had to state for the record that it's sport entertainment and not a legitimate sport yeah. uh, so that vince mcmahon didn't have to pay all of that tax so yeah <laughs> <laughs> something that's the, the, the territory normally occupied by several religious leaders but the, the, yeah, speak- everyone's everyone's got very very sort of like highfalutin kind of ideas about their product until money comes into the equation haven't they yeah, how do we get out of this? What's the what's our play here? Why don't um, I get in as much respect as the owner of an F- NFL uh, uh, franchise? Yeah. Oh, 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 if I pretend it's not sport, I'd have to pay tax. All right, fine. It's not a sport. It is all nonsense. My paper house. That's what. Boy, you know, I, I'm not the. Um, I'm not the. Uh, the Wolfie Smith. That's there's a reference for the teenagers there that you are, Pete, <laughs> when it comes to uh, this kind of issue. But one thing that does boil my piss is that I live quite near. Dulwich College, which is one of the most expensive private schools in the country. And yep. uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. I mean, I, I don't begrudge um, children having an amazing education and all that all that good stuff. But the thing that does really piss me off is that um, it's got charitable status. So I think there's yeah. something like, I think the most recent report into it in 2017 was that private schools save a total of between 500 and 600 million pounds in tax every year and it's like how can that be right it just can't be right yeah. there are there are there are serious funding issues elsewhere in the education system and that shit's going on i mean to be honest that bores that bores my piss but i was gonna take it in a different direction because um as you said something to me there i noticed that i was sipping a cup of tea out of um my straw bear f- uh, festival mug did they ever tell you about the straw bear festival the Straw Bear Festival. It might you have may, happened before Luke it's, and Pete It Show sounds happened. very squarely in the Luke and Pete Shaw kind of uh, cavalcade, I would say. I think it yeah, would, it, it, happened. A, it would certainly have a flaw in the parade, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've probably talked about it before, but anyway, it just reminded me that um, sadly it's, well, it, t- it takes place in January of a year anyway, just outside Peterborough in a place called Whittlesea. Mm. And it's this kind of old-fashioned – I'm going to use the word pagan, but I don't know if that's the word to use – about it's it's like an old traditional festival where a man in the village dresses up as a big straw bear and they march him through the town and he gets out of it first let me make that absolutely clear and then they and they, then they set fire to it and right. um it was a lovely time and it was one of those things where when i did it i thought it was fun i went to go see it and i took some photos i went with my friend duncan just to see if there's anything interesting in there for a potential mm. little podcast documentary or whatever. And it was a lovely time. I had a lovely, lovely, lovely time. But looking back on it now, it feels like a golden time. <laughs> People outside <laughs> doing burned. stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I did walk past. I, I walked past to the uh, the uh, Arsenal Highbury. I walked to the Highbury Tube uh, a few days ago and walked past the um, you know the little uh, the green space there, and uh, it it seemed like 
things are getting back to normal. Yeah, so it won't be same around here. It won't be long yeah. till you get your straw bear. <laughs> yeah, but, but they're I not going to have I big functions, just... are they? And stuff. It's not going to be. No, 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 no. It's not going to. You're not going to be able to organise anything. If you've got an events company, you may be in a bit of trouble. I think for the next twelve months. I think uh, I uh, Soho is getting back on its feet, though. I uh, just picked up uh, a coffee and sandwich order from uh, Joe and the Juice, uh, which has forced me to download the app so I can have a contactless um, situation there because uh, I just fancied a coffee that wasn't made by my own fair hand. And uh, I grabbed a bag and started walking down the street and realised that that's not my order. Uh, took it back. And it was a woman from Made in Chelsea. I'd have to Google it, and it would spend—I would spend too much time googling the Made in Chelsea lot. But it was one of them. She was very nice about it, but I did almost get away with stealing a celebrity's tucker. Huh? Wow, that's interesting. I, tuna wrap. It's one of the worst things around when you get a delivery or whatever, and they drive off again, and then it's the wrong order. Oh my god! Mm. I know it's a first world problem, but I mean it's annoying. So at least you yeah, go back I, and change it. I don't think I've in the last like well probably I do do a lot of delivery but like the last twenty deliveries I think four of them have had the right objects in <laughs> like they really? don't even care as long as it's in, something's in the bag they don't seem to care I remember I think I said it before I spent seventy five quid on uh, it was for two and it would have lasted me a few days so don't worry about it but like so seventy five quid's worth of good excellent Chinese food uh, in the centre of town and uh, the, the 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 person who delivered it to me just took it like he just. He just went and just ate it huh. himself, presumably. He t- I mean, oh, it was really? a substantial order. That's a it was his last day on the job and he thought he could get away. <laughs> That's like, I, I mean, mean, come on. Oh, it's a t- it, would be, it would have been too much for one person for like five days. It, you know, it, it was a substantial amount of food, but not as much to, you know, sully your good name with the with the, with the great people who delivered. <laughs> I just did couldn't you, figure did it you out. you get your money back? Yeah, eventually. But like you do, I don't do a lot of complaining, but at that point I thought, it's always 75 quid. I mean, that is not literally just not getting your food. The guy just went off grid. It was like something was Jack Bauer-esque. I was at CTU so trying to figure out where this guy's gone. And he's just <laughs> taken 75 quid's worth of my, uh, of my chi- delicious succulent Chinese meal. My friend, uh, my friend Duncan once used to have such bad problems uh, for... He was used to use this local curry house and it was, um, he was very loyal right. to it. And it was a great curry place. And he lives in uh, Bristol. And he lives in a, quite a weird address. You know, it was, it, Bristol's obviously quite an old city and there's some different... Um, sort of arrangements when it comes to house names and numbers and all that usual stuff. And uh, he he said to the once, this curry, this bloke, this poor bloke in a car who was just a delivery guy for the local curry house, took him like an hour and a half to find a place. And he said it got to the point where it was so ridiculous. He said, I, was, I should have just got rid of just cancelled it, forgotten about it, but I was so invested in it. He said it got to the point where at one stage, he and the delivery driver had spoke on the phone so many times the situation had um, declined into a point where the bloke was driving up and down the street with his hazard lights on while my friend Duncan <laughs> was out in the street looking around trying to find him. And he said it was that absolutely... Is... He got a stone-cold curry like two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the ridiculous, that's... the farcical nature of that. Yeah, it becomes very absurd very, very quickly. He's just like, I don't need this. But but also I feel responsible for the man who I've sent him. A, a couple of times during lockdown, I've sent friends little sort of care packages from their particular delivery. Like they're, um, uh, like they, you haven't uh, sent me one. You're um, so out of order. You don't even consider me I a friend, do you? I, I sent you something in the mail, but I, let's not talk about it on, 
Oh yeah, that. we can't talk but, about it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I apologise. That was poor. Boy, it was a dumb poo. <laughs> uh, but, um, but on a related matter, I I uh, I, I gave uh, I gave the um, I, I sent a couple of friends, but that I didn't tell them that I was sending them like a care package of like booze and food and stuff from Deliveroo uh, to their to their house from the local off license as a, like a, you know. They weren't school children, were they? Birthdays. I wasn't trying. I've not been trying to. Inter- no, I haven't been trying to internet groom school children <laughs> with food. Um, but I, like a couple of times, I've sent them to the house and they've not realised that it was me. So they just would staunchly argue with the delivery man. I haven't ordered it. I'm not food. paying for it. And we're not paying for it. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> oh dear. That's it's like, so yeah, funny. nobody wants the responsibility. Nobody wants the responsibility of the nuclear football of a delivery of a you know a bottle of Tia Maria. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would want a bottle of tea, Maria, to be fair. Um, listen, mate, over the weekend, um, I realised that, I mean, because the world obviously ended at some point in the last couple of months and there's been other things happening, but I realised when I rang up Sky to complain about the price of my package and my subscription... Um, <laughs> I, thought they, you, I thought you were going to say to ring up about how shoddy their employees were, i.e. me, 10 years ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, ring, I rang them up to say, I'm not being funny, but I haven't seen any Premier League for fucking weeks and it's a disgrace. <laughs> no, uh, I rang them up and said the package has got too expensive and I want to cancel, right? And they had yeah. the usual thing when they gave me a discount. Yeah, and anyone yeah, who's yeah. listening, anyone who genuinely enjoys tuning in to just us two talking shit for t- twice a week is listening. I, if you are a Sky subscriber, I would recommend you call them up immediately. And uh, yeah. and they will always give you a discount because they're obsessed with having a certain amount of customers and they don't want to lose you. Uh, right. And that's speaking. We're both former Sky employees, so we we both got history knowing that that's the case. But anyway, I um they only they gave me a discount, which is great. And then they said, oh, because you've been a, a customer for a certain amount of time, I give you this VIP gift. And what it is is you can have any movie you want and you can download it for free. So, all right, brilliant. So I completely forgot about that. Anyway, Mimi and I were looking at a film to watch on Saturday night. And um, for some reason, I really wanted to watch, and I've wanted to watch it for a while, that um, that first remake of the Jumanji movie. Oh, yeah, that's also good. With the rock in it. Well, I didn't know anything about yeah. it. I just quite fancied it because I love the original and I quite like the rock and I like Karen Gillan and I like Kevin Hart. And so I thought I'll, uh, I'll give it a bash. And so we did. And it was bloody excellent. I have to yeah. say, I had such a good time watching it. It was so, so fun. Yeah, it, it, it's got a good. And I think the second one, or the, the third one now. I think there's definitely a, really a second one, which we're going to watch next. It's got Jack Black in it as well. He's very funny in it. It's, it's just a very good, yeah. enjoyable, fun movie. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it's the first movie I think I've seen The Rock in, and I thought he was excellent. What, you've never seen a film with The Rock in? I don't think so. What other not films even, have you done? Not even The Mummy. <laughs> not even no, the I haven't mummy. seen The Mummy remake, yeah. no. Like Mark on uh, WrestleMe talks very fondly about The Rock's uh, kind of wrestling uh, kind of film career, and I also think, yeah, I mean, it only started to get good around about Fast and Furious. But like, the man is hewn from charisma. There's not not a single film that you couldn't put him in and just improve it massively. I reckon. No, what so? What other movies has he been in? I'm have a look. I'm have a look um, online now because I'm pretty sure it's the only one. One where he's in a helicopter about the big uh, San Andreas fault. Um, <sighs> That's about it. All the Fast and Furiouses. Turner oh, Hooch, he, whatever that in, side project is of that film. He's in Beyond the Mat in that documentary. He must be really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so no, I've, it's the first film of his I've seen and I, and I very much enjoyed it. Uh, so I shall be uh, definitely watching the second one. So if anyone's looking for a little bit of a fun escapism to watch and you're a fan of the first mm. Jumanji movie, I would recommend that. I didn't have much hope for it. I thought it would be a bit throwaway. And it was. It was popcorn stuff, but it was done well. And to be honest, Pete, yeah. you've subjected me to so many bad films in the last few weeks. It was a welcome <laughs> departure. <laughs> it really is. Um, I'm trying to find... 
Ah, that's right. Yes, I saw a film uh, over the weekend called A Simple Favour uh, right. with uh, Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. That's uh, That was a film that was very good. It had the casting director from The Office, uh, one of the directors of Bridesmaids and The Office, uh, and I think there's probably a couple of actors from The Office in it. And I thought, you know what? My new life of judging films and media on whether they have John Krasinski or people from The <laughs> Office in it, uh, very much kind of like, I, 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 like this talks, takes a lot of boxes. Just watch the first half. Don't bother with the second half. Just oh, watch really? the first half. One of You'll those, have a lovely it? old time. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Um, Pete, Until had, the, the end. We had a bit of a fallout, a bit of fallout after last week's episodes. I forget which episode right. it was specifically, um, that you claimed you could bench 150 kilos. Yeah, um, once again, I do this quite constantly through my Especially to, to ladies on Twitter, on to, Tinder. To ladies on Tinder. Uh, and uh, hasn't one of them closed down? Guardian Dating. Oh, look, for the posh people, Guardian Dating's closed down, I think. Pull yeah, one they're, out. They're, Rest they're, in they're peace. Their, they're cutting their cloths. So any listeners who uh, met through that particular uh, oh, hall, that's the wrong thing to say, isn't it? That particular <laughs> vessel. Medium, I guess. Vessel. Medium, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry that you're... Uh, because obviously, I mean, internet dating. I mean, more people, more people have probably got involved in internet dating than not got involved in internet dating in their dating life. So you would imagine that uh, the percentage is probably. I reckon I'm going to stick my neck out and go. It's thirty percent of people who are going out right now met on internet dating. Okay, I'll just Google it and see how close you were. Um, <laughs> All right, then, cool. But yes, yeah, so people, do you want to clarify? Do you want to clarify that? Um, yeah. Uh, once again, thing? I've met. Uh, yeah, once again, I mean, but it only makes the mountain. Is he called the mountain from uh, in? Uh, yeah, in, the mountain. In Game yeah, of yeah. The mountain. Uh, the big uh, Icelandic chap. He uh, was like five hundred kilograms. He fucking deadlifted. Yeah. Um, and I said that I'd lifted on the chest, which presumably is easier or harder. I don't know. Uh, I said I'd ve- best ve- uh, done benched one hundred and fifty kilograms. I'd not done that. I'd done 150 pounds. Yeah, uh, and people who go to the me, gym get good. really pissed off about that kind of stuff, don't they? They get really anxious <laughs> they re- about oh, it. Oh, yeah. they really do. And they, they certainly let you know on Twitter about it, don't they? Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of got mixed up there. Pete, according to a recent survey in 2019, 39% of heterosexual couples ah. polled said they met their partner online. That's not internet dating, that's just online. And so, that's all, well, yeah, I, I would high. say that, that that kind of counts. Yeah, quite high, and I imagine that a huge percentage of that is is the actual dating apps themselves. Uh, before we go to a break, I've got uh, I've got to tell you, Luke, something amazing has happened in the past few days. All right, drag drag racing. All right, are you familiar with it? That I've car seen that RuPaul's Drag Race. In... <laughs> different different thing altogether. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first, the first electric uh, drag race winner uh, has, has not been found in the human world. Uh, it's very much the car-based uh, pursuit. Serious drag racing is now a little bit kind of the environment as the first four-wheel all-electric dragster has completed a 200 miles per hour pass for the first time. Well, that's ever. awesome. It's good, isn't it? Do you want to hear the? Do you want to hear what money actually won it? But did it make any noise or not? Here, here it is. Off he goes. Sounds like a moderator. Seven fifty two two. Sounds so bad. Stop criticising electric vehicles. Yeah, first time. Steve Huff, his uh, his car's named Current Technology, made two hundred and one miles per hour. That is amazing, but it sounds it sounded like a monorail. I mean, and part it, of the noise is what people like it for, isn't it? 
Well, the explosion of the... It kind of sounded like an exhaust, and then it kind of turned into like a... Uh, it sounded a bit like what Robocop uh, sounds like when he walks. So, yeah, 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 yeah. it did. By the way, Pete, you just reminded me of something, and I want to make an emotional and honest appeal to our listenership, and also to you as well, Pete. Mm. When, I was a, when I was a kid, this just completely just jumped into my mind because of what you were talking about drag racing. I'm fairly yeah. certain that when, when I was a kid, it might have been trans world sport, which introduced us to the amazing world of Kabaddi and a load of other interesting <laughs> sports from around the world. But there was a sport where they had this muddy hill and people would compete to see how far up they could get a scrambler motorbike up it. Do you remember that? I do remember something like that, yeah. It was so yeah. good. It was such fun, mm. but it's, it's just disappeared. I wonder if that still happens. So if you're listening and you know anything about that, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. It was a scrambler little motorbike and people used to take it in turns to see how high they could get their motorbike up this really muddy cliff. It was wicked. It was <laughs> it's such like a it's do... pure sport. Uh, I've seen sort of it's pure sport. I would it's take like, that like, seen... in replacing the Premier League right now. What, like a man trying to get a, a motorbike Bring on the hill? I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter. Yeah. Super Sunday. That's a Super Sunday. Was it, yeah. was it Kickstarter or Kickstarter? Kickstarter, I think. Beautiful. Because yeah. theme tunes back in the day, back in the 80s, certainly in the UK, you could replace, you could move it off uh, uh, off like a, 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 a motocross uh, show and move it onto like a pub dart show, move it onto like a, a Saturday Night Shiny Floor TV show. Like the, the theme tunes were kind of interchangeable. They all sounded like they'd been made by uh, like a, 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 a dueling pianist group from like a London <laughs> But the thing is, Kickstart used to be people doing assault courses on yeah. um, little scrambler motorbikes, and you have junior mm. Kickstart as well. And now yeah. it's probably the name of some government quango giving disadvantaged <laughs> kids a start as being entrepreneurs. And like that it, is yeah. why the world has gone to shit. Well, Kickstarter, that's, you know, that obviously has... Well, exactly, of, that's uh, the... Exactly, creators yeah. and inventors uh, asking asking for money, effectively. Well, I think if you had gone down the Kickstarter route for your infant chip bowl helmet rather than the patent route, you'd be sitting in a very different place right now. Just just wanted to get my ducks in a row. All yeah, right, then, enough. we'll be back after this uh, ad break, and we'll be back uh, with some emails. Your emails, in fact, not ours. Ours are just filled with, like, spam, and do you want to go and do this podcast? Do you want to not do you want to do this podcast? It's fine, cool. Are you struggling to find something to watch during lockdown? You've drained Netflix, rewatched all your old favourites, and now you need something new? Well, we're here to help. Join us for Clash of the Titles, the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head in a fight to the death. Release the Kraken. Well, not death. We just decide which one is better. When they do a long shot of the crowd in the ivory tower, it's different to the close-up. And if you look closely, you can see E.T., Mickey Mouse, Chewbacca, <laughs> um, no. Ewoks, and C-3PO. So when Wolfgang Peterson went to Spielberg, went, yeah, uh, could you maybe um, re-edit uh, my, my movie? Uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg went, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm probably going to cut out? E-f***. Teammate, I made that. <laughs> Find your new favourite movie or revisit an old classic with me, Alex Zane, Vicky Crompton, and Chris Tilly. New episodes out every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Stakhanov production. And we're back. Salute, Pete Shaw. Episode whatever. We don't know what day it is. We don't know what's up, what's down, but uh, we're back with another show. Uh, detailing some of uh, our favourite emails that have dropped into our inbox. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com uh, if you want to get in touch. Uh, shall I start with one now, Luke? Please, by all means. 
for once, I've actually got my uh, my ducks in order, uh, as mentioned before the break. Uh, lockdown beers, fellas, as part of my ongoing attempt to commerce corexit, uh, coronavirus exit. I've oh, that's gonna that's gonna stick, isn't it? They're gonna use that, aren't they? Corexit. <laughs> yeah, they do might think? do. They, they should do. Uh, they should do. Oh dear, I'm going to be sick of that. I've, I've listened to your podcasts in reverse order to get to happier times because that's how my cast box plays them and I'm too lazy to reconfigure it. I'm now at Christmas where everything is awesome uh, and I'm impressed that you both have had the foresight to take foreign holidays just before March. One topic particularly stuck my mind, uh, that uh, of appointment beers. My list stands up as this. Number one, train beers. Can this can of Thatcher's be drunk by Newport or will I need a signal check before the station? Can I make this bomber's red last me till Gloucester as I only bought four <laughs> cans for the journey? Glad I'm not sober listening to the shite these lads are spouting, etc. Number yeah. two, got let out of Whirly. Got let out of Whirly, which is work early, uh, which is what I'm trying to start a mistake. Uh, got let out of work early, sitting in the back garden. There's nothing better than drinking and thinking that you're getting paid to do it. It could taste like Terps and it would be great. I just hope they don't call you back in i do wonder what this man does yeah what job called. would you have just where you leave early get really yeah. pissed in your back garden and they say come back in i hope he's not a doctor it does sound quite it's it's either gig economy see the my delivery driver or it's surgeon either way yeah. problematic cricket beers too unfit to actually be playing cricket on a sunday saturday afternoon sit there with an eight pack of dart fruits or a jug of pims if you want to instagram your sophistication what is this obsession in the modern uk age with strongbow dart fruits yeah some people will even refer to it as uh, like a scene on twitter dark fruits twitter I don't, I don't well, it's, get kind of, it. it's, it's a youth movement, isn't it? It's like right. a, it's 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 probably their version of Reef or uh, the things we used to do. We're kids and stuff we used to drink when we were Bacardi kids. Breezes. Yes, yes. What was yeah. the ice called on? Smell of Ice. Those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. And do you remember, God, do you remember Mets? Mets, yes. That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly the same liquid. Out of the amazing advert. Certainly felt it? the same. Beware the, the other man. man. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. I thought I, I thought it was the other product, but well done. You, how do you, you just remember everything? It's ridiculous, <laughs> especially when it comes to late nineties adverts for. Uh, it's quite specific. Yeah, uh, playing golf beers number four. See also walking beers. If you refuse to carry extra golf balls and waterproofs, you can fit at least cans eight cans of Magnus Dark in your golf bag. Try to start in the fourth hole and only drink every even numbered hole, and your golf game will be gloriously random. I've played my best golf blotter, to be honest. Um, getting ready beers. This is a penultimate one. This is basically uh, just good. this bloke's life with beers put at the end. But I'm getting a lot. They, well, I don't think he's mentioned a beer yet, has he? It's all been bloody ciders. <laughs> yeah, true. Get, yeah. Get, yeah. Getting ready beers. Good chance of spillage and will often risk the wrath of your partner. He's got a partner, guys. Look, let's not write him off this far. <laughs> he's got a partner. But we'll give you a bit of Dutch courage for the argument. Uh, funny for now. Sporting event beers. Overpriced, flat, may contain more water than a £5.75 strongbow should. This man won't stop. Uh, you can't make beer snakes, and then they won't give you a pound of deposit back because it's not your original beaker, and it doesn't come from this van. Better to watch the event you've paid £50 to be at and not annoy this section because you're getting up every five minutes to wait or go to the bar. Uh, Steve, in Ponticloon, which I believe yeah. is a lovely part of the world. Steve, do try and make sure you drink a bit of water every so often. <laughs> uh, I, I, um, the train beer thing for me is slightly different. So when, I, when I have train beers, it's almost exclusively um, on the way home. I'll have a train beer or two, which would mm. mean I can have a delicious nod off uh, and a lovely little kip. I don't tend to just pile the beers on when I'm on the way no. to somewhere because to me that I mean I've I've been I've for example I remember once I was working 
I think it might have been an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley. I think it was Liverpool-Everton. Uh, and um, there were some people... I was had to be there really early because I was working it. Stewarding. Um, <laughs> I was stewarding. Stewarding. And um, there, were, there were... Literally, mate, I'm not being funny, there were groups of young men so pissed they couldn't even yeah. walk up the, the hill bit, the ramp to Wembley. It's like, you're not, you're not going to get in. You've come all the way down from for a, for a Merseyside derby FA Cup semi-final yeah. and you are so drunk you're not going to get it that to me is a poor use of the train beer I would not Terrible to see you go down that road yeah. that's all yeah and, 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 and in those groups in those dynamics I've certainly been in a couple myself and I've, I've certainly not been the drunkers because you just know you have to pace yourself you know what happens after the third you know what mm. happens after the third. You know mm. you get sloppy. You know you get forgetful. You know you you put your phone down somewhere and you don't know where it is. This always happens. So just relax. Have yeah. one. If you think you can manage it. But I, I don't even drink on flights. I don't drink on, like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get on a flight for the rest of this year. That said, Slovenia's opening it. Hey, yeah. let's get the flights, but Lukey. Let's get the flights. <laughs> your, 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 your love for a holiday is so strong that you'll probably go on land to Slovenia just for the sake of it. <laughs> and what about this from David G, who says, Hello, Luke and Pete. It's been a while since you spoke about the most dad things. Oh, cool. Uh, Lovely. My yeah. dad is an odd human at the best of times, and he has many scenarios that, be, that could be considered the most dad thing ever. But I have whittled it down to this. Do you remember when I told you I called my dad once and he was de-rusting an anvil? <laughs> Lovely. That is the most That's... dad thing ever. The the need of the need to have an anvil. I've yet to encounter. You know, when when are you ever going to need an anvil? I, I think he's beating stuff out in it. Him and his mate. Um... Uh, bought it off the internet for a fiver and then de-rustled it. And I think they sold it for a bit of a profit. That's being money, isn't it? Sandblaster. Has he got a sandblaster? Yeah, I think his mate has. And this is you've never right. really lived in terms of types of beers until you've had a bought it for a fiver off eBay, then de-rustled <laughs> it to make a profit beer. You know, um, but you never factor in the time that it takes. You, you always sort of like that. You get really, really excited. Oh, I made a tidy profit on that. Going, yeah, you did spend three days doing it, and you had to buy a lot of tools to be. Yeah, it. but my dad absolutely loves it. That's why he, he, he well, won't, he won't well, see I, that I, as work. I, well, I am a man who hasn't had a garden or, or, or a decking or, or like a backyard for a very, very long time. So the idea of owning a pressure washer uh, excites me, but it, I'll need to get to the point in my life where, where I will require one. But I think one step up from the pressure washer is very much the sandblasting machine. I do watch oh, yeah. a lot of YouTube, full stop, but watch a lot of YouTube videos where men are restoring the natural beauty of like an old Vietnamese lighter. And they always use to de-rust stuff uh, a beautiful sandblaster. Yeah, I mean, one thing I would say about the pressure washer is don't. I mean, don't use that in the house. That 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 would be a <laughs> no. disaster. Even in the bathroom no. it would be a disaster. Anyway, David G's dad. He says my dad um, uh, has many scenarios that could be considered the most dad thing ever. But I have whittled it down to this: ink right. cartridges. He bought yes. a printer from Staples, but when the ink cartridge ran dry, he didn't Refill. just buy a replacement cartridge. Very he nice. bought the same printer again because it worked out better value than getting the cartridges alone because you get two free ink cartridges in the box. Right? Yeah, but he's, he's, so he's thinking he's going to flip the other printer and make a tidy, but does that happen? Cue me coming home back? from uni one Christmas to six new printers in the corner of the living room <laughs> with just the cartridges removed. Goodness knows what he used 12 cartridges for. I was too afraid to ask. I, I think the only way that could get more dad is if he was listening to Dire Straits at the time. Yeah, that's huge. That is a big, as Sam, uh, who works for Stagano, would say, a big old fat vibe. Big, big vibe. vibe. Good dad work. Lovely. 
yeah. just six printers with no printer, never been used, never been yeah. kissed, just absolutely yeah. empty. And he's, he's not even thought about selling them. He'll get, he'll get round to it. My he dad will car boot to it. Hundred percent car boot. My dad will go any. You don't get distance a good value for a car. You you would not get any value from the car boot. Yeah, but he's got them for free, right? Oh no, he's, he's buying them for the cartridges. So it's basically just an added extra. <laughs> I love it. I don't I see how that could even work that. out economically because how much are printer cartridges? I know they're expensive, but they can't be that expensive. Like the cheapest printer is probably about 20, 30 quid. And oh, right. Obviously, okay. obviously, but it, like it's a licensing kind of like, it's an informal licensing deal, isn't it, really? You buy that printer, you need to buy the official, or they tell you you need to buy the official print cartridges because they make it very, very uh, hard for you to use non-branded Epson, non-branded whatever, yeah. you know, brother. The brothers still make printers? Like they're, they're kind of uh, in cartridges. But uh, like a lot of like memories from the late 90s was my dad uh, with a little, in, little uh, syringe trying to enjoy his print cartridge because my dad prints everything out but him him just molesting these poor print cartridges that just want to die it's like i like just trying to find new places to inject the ink like a like a supermodel uh, uh, really attached to the junk botoxing botoxing your printer <laughs> yeah exactly exactly bloody hell have you got oh, another email because i've got i've got a hugely troubling one here all right then well uh shall we end with it do you want to end with your hugely troubling one Does okay yeah we will we yeah will. let's end on a high right. it's from toby and you do need to strap yourself in for this because it's, right. it's weird. Um, he says, I've been dipping in and out of old and new episodes. So I can't remember if you talked about British awkwardness recently or ages ago, but it was probably both. Uh, but on that subject, our neighbour has the revolting habit, check this out, of regularly putting their baby's dirty nappy on the front doorstep because they can't be asked to put it straight in the wheelie bin, which is approximately 10 steps from their front door. They often leave it overnight, and it has blown all over our front lawn on more than one occasion. Because we have that special one-of-a-kind neighbour friendship, in quotes, I am far too awkward to say anything, and instead just clear up the nappy every time, hating them and myself a little bit more every time I do it. Has anybody else got stories of bad neighbour habits or awkward neighbour situations? Cheers, Toby. Now, I, I get the awkwardness, and Pete, you are far more a friend of the awkwardness than me. I hope you don't mind me saying. I, I think yeah. people people regularly probably just think I'm a bell end, but I don't have anything too awkward because I'm quite upfront about things. So when I, I fully understand that a lot of the time I walk off and people just think, "Oh, who's that dickhead?" But I don't really have any awkwardness because I'm quite. I, I, I tend to kind of address things kind of head on. This, to me, even if I was an awkward type. This to me would, I just can't imagine not saying anything about this. I would just say it. Basically, you've got to a situation where you have a, one awkward conversation with another human being, or you let them literally put shit all over your garden. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's so many facets to it. A, what a great concept for a video game. You just got to run around a garden collecting shit. Yeah. Uh, and two, um, yeah, I would worry, again, worry, worry about the repercussions of this because this. Look, ask any parent. It's a nightmare raising a child. If you're forgetful, you've got baby break, you don't know what the hell's going on. You're just constantly sterilizing things for no fucking reason. It's just a nightmare. But I would say that if you started to, you know, if you got into an argument with the person who's just leaving shit all over the garden, that's got to be the tip of a very, very long and hefty iceberg like it, there's got to be bigger shit going on there if they're leaving nappies on the fucking front de front door it just seems yeah. very strange behavior they could be psychopathic i suppose like that's, <laughs> that's the problem like, that, that's the and they just made a new one 
Yeah, 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 exactly. It could grow up to be another one. I, I, I would, I would have to have. It's very difficult to make a make a call because you don't know the people involved. But I, I would have to have. A, look, for example, my downstairs neighbours, Ed and Lauren, absolutely lovely. They have been isolating out in the countryside because they weren't in London when this stuff happened, and um, because they they were staying with um, one of their parents at the time. And um, they they had to pop back yesterday because one of them had a hospital appointment. Um, so one of them came on his own to go to the hospital appointment. And they stopped in and left on the doorstep a load of rhubarb, some sourdough starter, and some pot plants for us to grow some um, some some vegetables in. Hey, that's neighbourly. And people don't say think. London don't know that the people in London aren't neighbourly. That is very neighbourly. They've not it's left a nap. They've got a young son. They've not left one nappy on the doorstep. <laughs> they just didn't want. They, they just didn't want to put it in their food bin. They just, oh, just palm it off on the mugs upstairs. There you go. <laughs> yeah. just, and you think you think that sourdough starter ain't starting anything? I just spit. <laughs> it could just be a finisher in, a, in, a, in some Tupperware. It could, yeah, it could finish you off. I, I did have to actually say that. Um, obviously, it was for Mimi, not for me, because she she's a fan. She loves the old baking. When he said to me and on the old, because uh, he rang the doorbell and he stood at the bottom of the stairs to ice to, to make sure we had distance. And he started explaining to me about that he'd left a starter. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't really know what he was talking about. <laughs> I, yeah, people talk about their sourdough starters, don't they? But it's like, it, they it can seems last for 100 years, apparently. magical. Is that not cockroaches? No, squid. No, <laughs> yeah. You just have to keep feeding it with water. And apparently it can last for, for, for a very, very long time. But anyway, um, my advice to Toby with the nappy is you've got to tap this head on. You know, I mean, you, you've already had mm. baby shit all over your front lawn. If I were you, I would use the social distancing thing as a little bit of a buffer and just say, look, what's happening with this? What's going mm. on? <laughs> what's happening with the nappies? Do you want a anyway. little shoot, a little laundry shoot for, for your poopies? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea, I'll just, actually. I'll just consider flushing them. Uh, no. Actually, I've got a story about that, which I talked to you about on Thursday, about people flushing stuff down the toilet they shouldn't be. But we haven't got time for it now. We'll do it on Thursday. Right. That was the Luke and Pete show for today, Monday the 18th of May. Thank you very much to everyone who's emailed in or anyone who's just listened and doesn't have an email to send in. You're also very welcome. We're back on Thursday with more of this nonsense. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, Peter. And it's goodbye from me as well. Was a Stakhanov production.